Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan C. Adams, and on today's show, we have a powerhouse couple. Yes, a couple. It is Nicholas and Amanda Barely of the Billion Dollar Body. And they're going to talk today about fitness and health and how to stay healthy so you can stay on track as an entrepreneur and in your lifestyle. Because honestly, Fitness is the biggest thing. If you can stay healthy in all areas with your fitness, with your health, with what you eat, it's going to show in your business and everything that you do, it's, you're going to have better results. And they're going to share with different hacks that you can use in your lifestyle, how to, while you travel, still stay on track with your fitness and with your eating. They're going to give you different health tips, fasting tips, going to give you uh, different components on how to have a healthy body. Also, we're going to talk about their, their six-pack challenge, the 15-day six-pack challenge, and why you should get that, dude. I'm through that right now. It is insane. You need to check it out. I've never seen anything like it before. We go through that. We go through also how having sex is a, a vital part of your health life. Yes, that's right. We go into that. We talk about sex in this show. Um, and just other things they've learned along the way in their journey to get to where they are now, how they came from, they each did their own thing. And Nick Nicholas has always been an entrepreneur, working his family business. We could relate to that, both coming from a family business background. But how they transitioned to working with people, and now they only work with men. They work strictly with men for doing fitness. They found their niche. And it's not the million-dollar body, it's the billion-dollar body. They think big, they're like me, and I love it. This is a powerhouse couple. They share a lot of great advice, whether it be in relationships, in the fitness, a diet. This is a great show. You need to listen to it, and you're going to get a lot out of it, and you're going to learn how to get your own billion-dollar body. So let's jump right into it with Nicholas and Amanda Fairley. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's show, we have Amanda and Nicholas Barely. How's it going? Oh, man, it's so grateful going, to be here. It's going amazing. <laughs> you two are like, which one talks first? Hey, we got to talk at the same time. We got the power couple here, and we're sitting in my hotel in San Diego because tomorrow I film for Think, and they said it's not hot in here. I think it's hot as hell, but we're getting this interview done. I've been wanting to have you guys on the show for a while because we're going to talk about what you're doing in the fitness industry and the moves you're making. I mean, you just had a, a new site, a new program come out. But I want to start off by going back to where you got started. Like, how did you two, as a power couple, get into this industry and how it led you to where you are today? Yeah, so to answer that, I have to first like kind of answer how we came together as a power couple. Um, at two years old, I was the youngest kid in the world to start racing bicycles. And so I thought I was a badass, like already at two years old, youngest kid in the world in the newspapers. You're serious? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> four, four years old, I got my first motorcycle, started racing motocross. Um, by 10, I knew that that's what I wanted to do as my professional sport. That was my only goal was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to school. I'm not going to get a job. Uh, started my first business at 12 because my dad always told me that if you had a lawnmower and a weed whacker, he would always make it. So I was like, cool, <laughs> let's get kids like going around with flyers and doing that. Um, but when I was 13 years old, I went up to my dad. I only wanted to be number one. And I went up to my dad, and I still remember to this day, um, I was walking through my, from my room, through my kitchen, and I was traveling right behind him, and he's walking in front of me, and we went down three steps going into our garage. And when I was telling him how much I wanted to be the best, because I knew we weren't practicing enough, I knew I wasn't putting in the effort, and I was really emotional about the whole thing, I told my dad, Dad, I want to be the best. And he turned around, and he looked at me, and he said, you'll never be the best. That was like the words that came out of his mouth. What? Shut me off right there, quit everything that I was doing, quit all the business, quit racing motocross, didn't talk to my dad for two and a half years. He would come and like knock on my door at my mom's house and knock, 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 and no one would answer, tell him to go away. Two and a half years, that's what happened in the relationship. Over that time, I gained 60 pounds. 
when I gained the 60 pounds, that's when I started seeing the insecurity of being overweight, uh, how I looked at myself. I didn't think I was able to do anything. I dropped to a 1.8 GPA, lost all my friends, never had a girlfriend in high school at all. And so I, I realized how confidence and health directly impacted what you were gonna do with your life because the limiting belief of what you could do was yeah. on your life. And we talked about it a little bit before this. I was like, Brandon, imagine if you were like super overweight right now and you look like shit and you were like, no, no. let's not picture <laughs> Please that. Please don't. So ultimately a boxer came to my school and he was on a meal plan so that he could box and weigh in because you see all these boxers, they're fit as crap. And that's when I first tied, if I follow the right plan and do the right things, I'll be fit for performance, not just to look good. There was no reason. Yeah. Went home, did that plan six months later, 53 pounds down, and it was just the biggest epiphany ever. If it wasn't for that moment, would have never met my wife and we would have never started our business together. Um, but ultimately why we're doing what we're doing now is because I was all fit. I had a personal trainer, I had a nutritionist, making all my food, I thought I was a badass. We got married, started our business, didn't show up in the gym for six months. Dude. Out of shape again. With a why? health company. Because we thought we had to like use every. We're married. To we're work, settled. Right? We let ourselves go, right? We, we yeah. use sex as a workout, and let yeah. me just tell you, it does not replace the gym. <laughs> yeah. I, I love. Even if you do it a lot. So let let's hear your start, like how you got in fit in your background. Yes. Before you met Prince Charming here. Before I met the king. Um. So I grew up in Ohio, Midwest, and um, as we know, there's like fast food everywhere. Like yep. the word organic. <laughs> wasn't even in my vocabulary or like health. Um, in health class, they actually said pizza was a balanced meal. Really? So I'm thinking <laughs> I'm healthy over here eating pizza every night, but I guess I wasn't. And um, yeah, so I was an athlete though, so I wasn't like overweight, but when I stopped playing volleyball, I gained about 25 pounds and I was like, well, I don't know what to do because I don't like diets because they don't work. Because I see my mom go on like a thousand of them. So when I came out here to California and met Nicholas, he was kind of like looking at me eating my waffles every day, being like, Amanda, you probably shouldn't be eating waffles every day. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't even know how to cook. Like, I don't even know how to grocery shop because my mom did everything for me. And so he kind of just took me under his wing and like showed me what to eat, what's health. And then we've just been on this journey of like researching and studying and growing in the health and fitness world because we became so passionate about it. Like it changed everything about me. So what did you guys do? I mean, you got together, but like, did you have separate jobs before? I've never had a job. So the only thing, when I met Amanda, I had no job. I was so convinced that I was gonna be successful that I was calling real estate agents, telling them I had cash for a house and I'm just looking for a good investment. I had zero dollars to my name. Nobody's ever heard this before. I but I used to sit there, I was moving to Reading to go to school and I was like, I'm not gonna rent. It's like, I'm gonna freaking buy a whole house cash and then rent out all the rooms and stuff. So I was talking big game, but didn't have any of it happen. So I ultimately knew I was gonna have a business or do something, something was gonna happen. I just had no clue what. We had affordable housing when we first got married because we qualified. We had no yeah. income. And so we're living in this tiny house and I was like, hey man, I'm not gonna be able to requalify to live here. You have to make like over twenty five K a year. It's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to do that. I'm not gonna be able to do that. Ten months in, I was like, I'm moving out. Can't yeah. qualify. So it was just an awesome goal, but ultimately I didn't have a job. Uh, you were a lot better. Yeah, what you were, were you doing at the time? Stuff. I did stuff. You were the sugar. What mama. did I do? Yeah. <laughs> I Yes, I was blessed, um, got some money because I chose to go to, we went to ministry school instead of college, so I kind of like used that college really? money. Really? You were at ministry school? Yeah. Oh, so, I didn't see that out of you. Yeah, so we, we well, actually- Well, shit. We, <laughs> <laughs> I we, didn't know that. We traveled to eight different countries like right when we first started dating. So we got to see each other like when we first started dating in the worst conditions <laughs> in like the middle of Africa with like no showers for like five days and then in like a five-star resort in Greece. So like we got to experience both worlds. Um, so yeah, that's what we were doing, like full-time, like ministry type work. And so we thought we would do that, but then we realized that all of these people that want to do mission work are broke. Yeah. And we were broke and we were like, you know what? But we have such a heart for business. We've done business in the past. So like, yeah. let's go build something and make a lot of money and help other people. So. Um, we got introduced to a network marketing company that was health and fitness and we were like let's use this as a platform and then we realized you know we want to do our own business not follow someone else's and get a very what company small were you in profit uh by salas so ryan blair's company oh i know ryan blair I yeah ryan blair is awesome the company was so cool at the time yeah. what they were talking about is exactly our mission their mission changed and we realized that we had to change with their mission or we weren't gonna 
be yeah. doing well anymore. Yeah. And that didn't feel comfortable. I wanted to be able to give where I wanted to give, control everything. And so that's what we did. We took the money that we made from that company, launched our company, and then obviously took off on our path. But yeah. you did really well, though. You were She was able to go work for people. She was able to do that whole thing. I'm stubborn as shit. So like, you worked for people for a while. Yeah, so She's basically, no. basically this, this business in network marketing, we were doing like 40K a month in sales. It was awesome. We were doing great. And then we moved, so we moved down to San Diego to help our team. Our team left to a whole different company, our whole team. So wow. our income went like blah. And we just moved to San Diego, one of the most expensive cities in the world, or in America. And so we're like, crap. So I went to work at a health institute in San Diego, which is like one of the top health institutes in the world, uh, like raw detox, like celebrities all come there. And so I got to work there for two years and really learn everything about holistic health and nutrition. And so until I was able to you know, do the business full time, but I would literally work you know, eight hours, come home, work on my business eight hours. Like that was my life for two years to rebuild and to create to something get, of our own. So when you guys, when did you make the commitment, let's build it together where you're getting into your business? Like what were, take what, us back to the early the days of your actual, yeah, business. Yeah, so that was the tough thing was my dad actually um, got into a motorcycle accident here in San Diego. So he's on a motorcycle and he ended up going down. We don't know what happened, if a car hit him or what and basically just destroyed the whole left side of his body. Knocked out in the hospital, wow. uh, broke his shoulder, tore his rotator cuff, scapula, like 16 pieces, like collarbone. All of his ribs were shattered into small pieces. So imagine like your ribs not just broke, but shattered. Broken a rib, but I don't, that so, sounds a lot worse. Yeah, so my dad's always owned his own company. He owns a very successful carpet cleaning and restoration company in San Diego. So I stepped in and ran that company while she was at the Health Institute. We were still doing health and fitness on the side, uh, but it's just something where I, we couldn't fully commit and jump in. And after a while, after my dad started recovering, we started seeing that we were getting complacent a little bit again. I was going, oh, I'm just sticking with growing this company. Yeah. Uh, I really like growing it. I really like working in it. And we realized that if she can't quit her job, and in the same amount of time, because we had the structures, we had the ideas, we had the expertise, we're actually good at what we do. If she can't take those 25, 30 hours a week from her job, quit it and use those 25 to 30 hours and deploy it into our business and make more money, then we just need to quit. Because yeah. that's just, that was sad at that point. Like, if, you, if you're in a business right now, and maybe you have a job, and you're one of those people that want to go like, you know, ease into it, and you're looking at, you have the structures in place, you have the website, you're really good at what you do, and you're like, you, you ask yourself, if I quit my job 40 hours a week, 120 hours a month, and you can't use that 120 hours to actually make more money in your, your actual business than your job makes you, then you need to figure out what the hell you're doing wrong. Because with that time, you should be able to go exactly. out and make money. And so I think people get complacent. A lot of people want to tiptoe. I've never been that guy. So we jumped all in. Uh, fully moved out of my dad's company a while back now, and I've just fully jumped in at the billion dollar body. Um, but yeah. So I wanna hear, I always like talking about the failures and struggles. Like what mm -hmm. was your struggle at the beginning when you jumped in full? I mean, I've done it a couple times with different companies. Like what was your biggest struggle getting going where you could see that revenue stream and get where things actually clicked? Well, for me, it was focusing on the revenue stream. That was the problem. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like, who's your ideal client and I'm like this and then when other people would come in and they're not your ideal client and you're like these guys are going to be a bitch to work with and some of them are probably listening but uh, you know people that didn't fit what we wanted like we always knew we wanted to train men women were coming in hey I want to pay you 3500 5k 7.5k I'm like sweet sounds good so the biggest struggle really was I mean of course with income right like we had a company before we we're doing 40k in revenue we thought we were like badass we got lazy we started going to bed at 3 a.m. waking up at 1 p.m. every single day like procrastinating to the max and we got humbled super quick our income went to 750 bucks a month yeah like that was our take-home income so you, you stop so focusing on the money and well, yeah, we just we got screwed. We just like we got we got messed up, whatever. And then when we launched our own company, you know, we didn't have the struggles with necessarily the income at that point. We had a struggle with taking on the wrong clients, which kept us from ever growing. So the problem was that we were just focusing on income rather than impact. And one thing for people out there is that you, there's tons of people that make money and they make no impact but there's never anyone who makes an impact that doesn't make money. Mother Teresa vowed to be poor. 
she had like one of the biggest freaking profitable like things ever, uh, yeah. nonprofit. Uh, Heidi Baker today, she's still alive in Africa. She like helps orphans in Africa. She like vowed to be poor and live in the dirt her whole life. She manages millions and millions and millions of dollars because you can't make an impact and not make an income. So when we focused more on the long-term vision is where we finally started seeing breakthrough. Yeah, but it, it is hard sometimes. I mean, I know too. Sometimes you just take different things because you need the money. It's yeah. do or die. But like now, you're only taking men yeah. because you're going to be that niche. And for the long term, it's going to be a lot more profitable for yeah. you. Yeah, and just really getting clear in our message because if you're super clear, you're going to attract the right people. You know, it, I think it's really like perception, everything on social media, how, you know, how you think, how you, your declarations in the morning, your affirmations of like, these are the people I'm going to be attracting and you'll attract it. You know, if you're yeah. just like have no vision and don't know what the hell you're doing, you'll attract everyone, you know, but especially in the health arena, like you could train 12 year olds that are obese or you could train 75 year olds that just want to like be able to lift their shoulder up. So it's like really determining who you want to work with. So as a couple, let me ask this, like what struggles do you have working together? Because I mean, some people, couples, they kill each other <laughs> working together. Like how do you guys do it? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> let, let the let girl me, answer. Let me talk. I'm like, let he, me talk. he brings the mic towards me and I'm like, uh, nope. <laughs> you can go first. Well, I think what really keeps us together is like our faith and our core values. Like love has to be the center of everything. And yeah. If you don't have that, it's really hard for a marriage to work in the first place, especially when you add in business. And so for us, that's what keeps us together. But I think the struggle, everything comes down to communication. You know, communicating when you're in business and then communicating when you're in your relationship. Like you don't want to um, piss off the other person. Um, you almost because gotta have you it. have to live with them. <clears throat> you almost get to have you separate I mean? lives. I mean, sometimes like, okay, we're husband and wife now. We're not doing business. Yeah, and I, you know... I think a lot of women try to be the leader in relationships. I know that I tried to be because I saw that from my parents and other, you know, women out there um, of the men not being the leader and just being like the woman of the relationship. And that's not how it's supposed to be. I think that it's actually freeing for that doesn't the, work for me for the man. <laughs> it's yeah. freeing for the man to be the leader because he takes all the responsibility. Yeah. So he is the leader, and the most stress is always on the leader. So. If you want to be the leader as a woman in your family, uh, it's going to be a lot more stressful. So for us, it's just determining those roles. So I would say the struggle is just like communication and like staying in, in line and like not getting offended by the other person and taking it personal. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, like if the, depending on your commitment level to a person depends on how far you can go with the communication. You've noticed that if you see someone on the side of the road and you say F you, they don't want to communicate through it. They're, they're gone. Their yeah. commitment to you is nothing. But our commitment is so high that I think it's really good in business because there's nothing we can do to break up that relationship because our commitment to each other is already way up here. We've committed to each other for life, thick or thin. Commitment means to do what you said you were going to do after the feeling you set it in is gone. So when you're, people get married all the time and they're pumped, they're like crying. They were way more pumped than I was. Like I wasn't crying in my wedding. Yeah. They're so excited and the feeling leaves and then they break up and yeah. they get divorced commitment a lot which of people. is which is marriage so sad. Yeah. Mar marriage is a commitment right commitment is doing what you said you were going to do after the feeling is gone so commitment gets you through that so ultimately there can't be two cooks in the kitchen um, for us I'm the leader I'm the leader of the relationship and I'm the leader of the business and so ultimately she knows and it's such a freeing thing like it sounds cool because men when they get to lead actually boost your testosterone your oh, testosterone yeah. shoots up like it actually is like shoot like I, I get to assume my role rather than like if you could see me right now like hunched over like really submissive like don't even worry about it you know it's oh, like boy. no big deal <laughs> um, I really think that men should be empowered so that they can take on responsibility so women can go out there and try more and not be worried of failure because none of the failures on their shoulders so I'm not married but the one thing I've learned is like the biz I, I have multiple business relationships and different yeah. business partners you have a lot. It, it's it's like a marriage almost yeah. because you have to get along and yeah. you can't have multiple chiefs <laughs> you know I'm always a chief in it but you got to have different things bring to the table and there's gonna be times when you're gonna be pissed at each other and you got to yeah. communicate so communication goes for a marriage and business yeah. yep. full-time full -time. absolutely which 
I'm glad you guys state that. Every time I've talked about relationships with people, they talk about communication is the number one thing. It's all about communication. So let's go into your business online. So I know a lot of entrepreneurs that are in the fitness world. How do you guys have such a successful business online with what you do? How do you manage to do that? Yeah, part of it is be, everyone always says like model what people have already done and kind of copy them and you'll have success. Sadly, a lot of our success is the fact that we haven't modeled anyone. Like we've figured out everything through actually sitting down. We've had 526 one-on-one clients because everything was built with one-on-one, uh, really relational, a lot of trust. Through that, I realized what makes these people tick? What are their priorities? Like everyone has a different motivation and you know, if they know that health impacts the, the goodness of their family, all of a sudden they're able to go do it when they couldn't do it for themselves. So I would say the biggest thing that makes us like stand out and then makes us like have success or whatever has been the fact that like we actually made our own systems and, and discovered it through actual human behavior. And so a lot of people wanna create a product and drive people to it. We drove people to a, like we, got together with all the people and then made a product out of what they wanted and just continued to make things for what they needed along the journey. So catering to the audience. They 100%. tell you what they want and you make it. Absolutely. And it's really weird though. It's a really to, to be really honest, we used to hold two events a week back when we were doing network marketing stuff. We'd have people not show up all the time. It was like the sickening feeling of mm-hmm. like, I spent three hours, nobody showed up. Other times we have 10, 15 people show up, whatever. Now with just giving, having influence, and just like like building relationships with people, we had our first meetup in in Las Vegas. We had forty five people show up. Uh, we posted on Facebook in L A the other week that we were going to be at a cafe. We had people Uber in from thirty forty oh, minutes I missed away. You like, too. I was filming for a TV show. Yeah, yeah. I, it was just a crazy thing. So fourteen people came from just like, hey, we're going to be here, and so yeah. the community now is a lot different. So I don't want to say like, like when you're first starting, just go up to people and be like, hey come and meet me here and then we'll figure out what you want like it's been a process of like four years five years of sitting there commuting like building relationships like this where we're willing to just give 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 and not expect anything in return and then all of a sudden when it's like your turn and you're at like you're up at bat and like all of a sudden everyone wants to like sit there and help you so that's kind of where we feel like we're at right now so I want to ask you just personally for my own knowledge uh, (laughs) how often do you both work out like daily yeah, so I've like what's your routine? You, you every, it, he's upped it up. So I, I work out every day, and it's not just for looking good. Like yeah. I would go fucking insane if I didn't because you my got a lot of energy. I have a lot of energy, and like yeah. I have high blood pressure, and I got to clear my mind. But like, so how often do you, you work out every day, and do you do a combination of heavy lifting, yoga? Like I do yoga too, running. Cool. Like what's what's your schedule like? I want to hear your fitness yeah. schedule. Tell so, me your technique. So since I've changed, like I've been mm-hmm. a, a big at like trying new things for the clients, right? I'm like, okay, I used to do, I worked out a private Navy SEAL gym for two and a half years where we six days a week would work out for like two hours a day. And that was like the full on intense, like we would work out till we passed out. Like we were just pushing ourselves really hard. And, but from that transitioning, I was like, okay, how can I hack workouts, right? How can I do 10 minute, 20 minute workouts, get good results? How can I eat as much food as I want or measure all the food? So I've gone through all these different processes to try to build the best product and I'm the guinea pig. And Amanda tests things on me because she's like a freaking expert when it comes to nutrition and gut health and like micronutrients and all this crazy stuff. So ultimately I found out that I wanna make working out an activity like brushing your teeth. You didn't know the ROI, the return on investment when you were three years old and your mom told you to brush your teeth every day, but it gets you to brush your teeth every day now as a habit. Because you don't want, if you leave your hotel room right now and go somewhere without brushing your teeth, you're like, freaking hell, like you don't want to breathe. You're like, I feel nasty. You feel that difference. So I want people to actually get there and that's how I feel. I'm doing the daily thing like you. I want to do something active. You don't have to freaking like go out and deadlift 500 pounds no. every day. But it's like, I want to be active every day just like brushing my teeth as if I feel gross without doing, without working up a sweat, without doing something that's making me better and keeping the momentum the or inertia blood flow. going. I mean, there's sometimes where I'm traveling where I might even do 15 minutes and even if it's like push-ups here, yeah. at least gets my blood flowing and then yeah. mentally I feel better about myself. Don't you feel like a badass actually? Yeah. <laughs> you feel like actually like... Kind of looking at yourself and Yeah, be like, oh. <laughs> you're like, dude, I feel like really small right now. I feel like crap. You do like a 15-minute workout and you're like... 
dude, I think I'm making progress. Like, you're like, look at yourself. Like, it's something I can't go on camera unless I work out before. And it's tough for me. Sometimes, like, we got to go on camera at 5 a.m. So, like. Is that why you're all fucked up when we first got here? Oh, yeah. I'll be down in a minute. (laughs) I'll be down in a minute. 10 push-ups later. (laughs) But, like, so what what about you? For the woman speaking, let's, what's your. I work out five days a week. um, Oh, no. Yeah, I work out five days a week. But I've actually, you know, I've done a lot of different stuff, you know, Pilates, yoga, all of that stuff. Um, I think everyone's in a different season. So, like, for right now, I'm working out more bodybuilding bodybuilding style, more isolation workouts. Yeah. Before, we did CrossFit. So, like, I've never done CrossFit. CrossFit. I've never done CrossFit. So, I love CrossFit, but it really doesn't target different body parts. Like, you kind of just do, like, a full body workout pretty much every single day. So... Um, you don't get much definition. And so right now I'm just like working on that, like doing specific yeah. workouts for like my back or my butt or something like that. I never Girls always the doing butt. their butt. Always, always that. So it, it's fun. Um, but now I even feel like why even take a rest day? Like even just like stretching and rolling out for an hour feels like I worked out. Like I... That's my time. It, isn't it amazing how stretching, like most people don't stretch? Like yeah, sometimes I just take time to stretch. stretch. Yeah. Because yeah. your body yes. needs that. And if you're working out, like for me, five days a week, like is a lot of strain on my body. So I need to stretch a lot. Yeah. And so, yeah, most of our clients, like I tell them, the women, like five days a week, four days a week, if they're traveling a lot. I mean, I usually do yoga two times a week. And yeah. I, some people look, and I'm in the room, and there's 15 girls and then me, but I don't care. I mean, yeah. have, have you ever why done would, sculpt yoga? Why would you care? I know. Dude, like, yoga, I know. yoga is tough. It can be tough. It's, yeah. very, it's very difficult. So as an entrepreneur, and entrepreneurs are listening, like some people are like, oh, I'm traveling all the time. Yeah. I don't have time to work out. Yeah. So what is your advice for somebody like, well, for me, or yeah. other people that travel, like, I'm traveling every single week yeah. to stay yeah. on track for fitness? Yeah, so one of them is like not allowing the whole, I have to get done with this, I have a lunch coming up, I have to clean up this mess, I have so much coming up, to get in the way of just making a decision. So the first thing is going to be making a decision. The second thing is knowing that there's five physical attributes to health, and four of them you do every single day, even while you travel. There's breathing, because if you don't breathe in three minutes, you die. Maybe five minutes (laughs) for you, right? So you got to breathe, and that's like part of health, or else you're not going to feel that good. Um, and if you deep breathe, you, we could literally have a blood pressure test right now. I can. Have oh, you do don't a, get that shit out. I mean, no, <laughs> but but I mean, I'm saying that. Um, let's say you had a blood pressure reading. We could do a breathing technique, and in five minutes, seven minutes, your blood pressure would Go be down. reduced. So breathing. Uh, from there, it's drinking, hydration, sleep, and nutrition. Those are all things that you do. You eat food, you drink water, you drink coffee, whatever it is that you drink. Uh, you breathe every single day and you sleep every single day. Now, if you can do all four of those things right, they don't take you any more time. You already freaking do them every day. Then you're already going to be really successful in the areas of health. The fifth one's exercise. And if you can get a five, seven, 15 minute workout in, you know, we all do this. We all sit and scroll through Facebook. We get kind of tired in the middle of the day. So, really, when it comes down to it, it has to be um, something that's just a priority. You know, when business and relationships are the priority, you make things happen. Like we've done it all before. So finding a good accountability system to make sure that you make health a priority while you travel, and it'll actually increase your productivity. We just interviewed Dan Martell, like Mark Cuban's invested in his companies, like he's a real deal. And he just said like, I forexed my company when I started investing in my health. Like the, the ROI over time of you not investing in your health is just gonna make you feel like crap. It's gonna help you produce less. It's gonna make your relationship with your future wife or husband way worse. Uh, there's so many negative things to it. So projecting in the future, like business owners do, if I keep doing what I'm doing, where am I gonna be? Yeah. And if I implement these, well, the four things that I already do, do them the right way with accountability, and then the fifth one exercise, implementing 15 minutes instead of scrolling through Facebook or whatever you do with those 15 minutes every day, um, they could see massive results, and that's what we've seen happen. I mean, we have our 15-day challenge at thebilliondollarbody.com. Pops up right there. It's free for everyone. That first half of the which I'm going to be can, trying, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be here testing audio. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You're not even going to try it. You're going to do it. Oh, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so that that's the kind of verbiage too, though, right? If try feels like if it works out. When you say do it, it's like. That's a good point because I'm always preaching about your communication. I will. I'm going to instead of I'll try or yeah. Right? So and ultimately imagine this. Brand's right here. He just signed up for a 15-day challenge. I did. Um, Yeah. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Legit. Imagine if you said, Nick, I'm going to commit to 15 days. I'm going to do every single workout. 
or I'm going to have to give $300 to some shitty charity that I don't like. Like, not a charity, like some bad organization like ISIS. You have to give $300 to ISIS. Whoa! You're going to yeah, no. do it, though, right? Yeah. Like, so ultimately, at the end of the day, and this is a good one, check this out. If I gave you $10 million over 10 years, paid out $85,000 a month for following all my plans, eating, drinking, breathing, sleeping, and exercise every single day to a T, would you do it? Cool. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, as long as exercise is not 10 hours a day, yeah. like, one hour of exercise a day, eating and doing, like, the natural plan, you would do it. You would do it to a T. As long as I can have a couple beers in between. Yeah, I would do it to a T. What if you, <laughs> would you stop drinking beer for $85,000 a month? I like craft beer. <laughs> um, you put me on the spot there. I, I mean, I, I, yeah. Let's just say you were. Everyone <laughs> yeah. else is like, Brent? Everyone's like, Brandon's got a drinking problem. You know, for, for stating my, for, uh, for my side of things, I love craft beer. Like, I, I love craft beer. It'd be know, like, if someone said that about coffee, <clears throat> I'd be pissed. Yeah, I mean, You'd love be coffee. Pissed, but at the end of the day, but I don't like, I'm not like a raging alcoholic because, like, I mean, in college, I drank a lot. But I mean, I actually, by the way, I had a beer before I came here because the person who picked me up from the airport said, hey, let's go to a coffee shop. I'm like, oh, there's a brewery. Went to the brewery instead. Yeah. Had one beer. That ain't going to kill me, but it tastes really good. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not bad for you, but if I had the cash box open right here and I'm like, hey, 85 grand, take it or leave it, whatever, you'd be in. So take it. <laughs> ultimately, it's not that you can't do it. It's just yeah. the ROI at the end of the day has to be great enough. As a business invest, like as an investor, as a business person, every decision you make is going to be, okay, if I put $10,000 in this, you're not expecting eight back. Yeah. You're expecting to make a profit. So eating, drinking, all these different things that you have to do for health, the mindset, the commitment, it's hard while you travel. Um, it's gonna have to have a greater ROI at the end of the day. Like, if you're gonna do this, what's it gonna give me? And all I know is like Steve Jobs, all these people over and over again, I'd give up all my money, Steve Jobs, all the money he had to live for one more year. So at that point, it's worth billions. Exactly. Him. So ultimately, project in the future, be a smart business owner. If you're not healthy, then you're not a good business owner. Hey, I'm glad I'm healthy. Besides that beer here and there. So, no, I know. So, let, let's talk. I, I want to know, like, kind of for women or mm -hmm. any men, too. So, what is, like, your diet? Like, do you guys have a strict diet? Do you fast? Yeah. What are some tips on your diet? Um, I think, honestly, especially for men, I think intermittent fasting is a really important what thing. What is it? Intermittent fasting. What does that mean? Intermittent fasting means instead of going on, like, a week-long fast where you don't eat anything for a week you do it intermittently so you fast 16 hours a day you only eat in a six to eight uh, hour window so you fast from like 8 p.m. at night till 12 the next day so what does that do for the business owner well one it makes you more productive because during that morning time when we all want to work you're focusing on work you're not like eating this eating that like having breakfast days all this crap you can actually focus on work and then, you know, 12 to eight, you eat your meals. Yeah. So number one, that boosts testosterone, that boosts horm human growth hormones. So you're actually gonna be building muscle and burning fat while you're not eating. So it's actually proven to work. Fasting is an amazing, amazing tool. Um, so, you know, that's one trick that people can do. That's what we do at least five days a week. We do intermittent fasting. Um, for women, I would definitely supplement, you know, the whole bulletproof coffee thing. Do you, um, do you guys do that? Um, I do that because if I go... How does that go, work for people listening? Like, how does Bulletproof... I mean, we had that for Young Expert Convention. We had a whole, like, yeah, Bulletproof yeah. come in, and I love the so coffee, by the way. So, <laughs> basically, sometimes if you feel sick fasting, you know, especially with women with hormones and all that crap, you... Um, it's annoying sometimes. Sorry, women. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes your, like, blood sugar will go, like, super low, and you'll, you won't feel good. So, um, your body will actually keep being in a fasted state when you have just liquid fats yeah. because your body doesn't actually like need to break down all of this stuff so it still stays in a fasted state so like having the butter and the oil um, helps you so that's one way um, our diet is really just like fixated on what we like um, what produces the best results and what fits our lifestyle so you know for us we eat pretty clean everything that brings focus brings energy and that's what we put all of our clients on so like um, you know, if you don't like meat, that's cool, but we believe like some of the best 
foods for men to boost testosterone is, you know, really high quality meats, you know, wild caught, grass fed, organic chicken, stuff like that, um, getting really healthy fats in, in your diet. So if you aren't feeling very good, you're probably not eating enough calories as a guy if you are really sluggish. So like really seeing how many calories you're eating a day. A lot of guys don't eat enough, actually. I think I'm one of them because like I'm, by the way, I'm always like fidgeting and yeah. like going crazy. So I think I'm burning enough calories there. So I think I probably yeah. should Part eat a little strategy. more. And sometimes I, I work so much, I look back and it's been eight hours. I haven't ate anything because yeah. you get so obsessed with what you're doing. Yeah, That's yeah. a problem I have. So And that's a good thing with the fasting. <clears throat> so if you just like eat with it in eight, hour window then it's like cool i ate all my food yeah that's gonna help me and i don't think about food the rest well, and, of the time. A lot, and for men a lot of times what people don't know is that you actually don't need to eat tons of meals in the day like people have had this thing where you can only digest 35 grams of protein at a time you're not going to get good results well as an entrepreneur one your digestive tract is uh, causes takes away that it's a second most energy sucking thing so when your food's digesting it's taking like the most amount of energy besides having sex sex is like the most energy per, I think like, sex is good yeah sex is good it, it, it's, it's good it, for your health right it's super good for your health <laughs> boosts testosterone it makes you feel good like so men, anybody listening like you should have sex every day a part of your healthy lifestyle absolutely <laughs> we would say with your part with your well it spouse. is it is proven. with your <laughs> okay thanks it guys. is proven yeah. uh, a long-term relationship actually makes that like all the testosterone boosts and everything it's actually healthier for you for some reason they've done all these tests people that are in relationships for a long time people doing one night stands it doesn't have the same effect so that's one cool thing for people that have a long-term relationship but, random fact on the show here yeah. today <laughs> so the second thing is digestive tract it takes the most amount of energy so when you're fasting you're not taking that energy you got mental focus mental clarity and you're able to just work like super hard now as an entrepreneur everyone's like oh i don't eat enough i don't eat enough you can actually have two or even one huge meal a day people don't know this i'm gonna get tons of crap for this and live like as long as you're eating enough and the right things Literally, you can have two huge meals a day as and an entrepreneur. Two meals. Boom, done. Like just done. I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Well, mm -hmm. you'll get shredded, like especially if you do it right, right? That's why you have someone who's done the research, done all the stuff before, and they kind of show you like all the things that they've done because they've already messed it up and had the bad results. I gained weight trying to do the 20 minute a day, eating certain foods. Like I looked terrible, and I was like, and then I had a rebound from all that. But now I save people from like you from going through that same crap, and now you just get the good results from all the research that we've yeah. done. How, how old are you two? 24 and 22. Oh wow! So I'm 26 here. I, so I I'm I weigh 183. I think I'm f almost six foot. I feel yeah. like I'm somewhat in shape, but I still got maybe a little love handle. So I think the 15 day challenge is gonna do me wonders. I can't wait to try that. Well, boosting the testosterone, you're gonna feel all the foods. Every food in the 15 day challenge has testosterone boosting qualities. So everything that you eat is perfectly structured, that's simple, but it's actually gonna help you boost testosterone, which will help you, actually, it helps men release fat so that they have more of that V-shape from the shoulders broad yeah. down to the waist. And on top of that, it helps you boost muscle, but it lifts your mood. So if men out there that ever feel like down or depressed or emotional, that's usually a, a case mm -hmm. of having a low testosterone or low blood sugar, one of the two, but increasing those two, boom. All of a sudden, you feel like you're on cloud nine. You're getting more done. Nobody likes to work when they feel like down. And I've learned more in this interview than I have in a while for fitness or anything in health. Exactly. Two other qu I want to shift gears before we end here. Two questions. Please. One is this. How have mentors been a big impact in your life and your success? And what, what are the things you've learned from them that really have changed your business? I'll go first. Uh, I've, I've had one... I have mentors in uh, business, relationship, and health. I think those are the three things that are pillars that need to be thriving. They're things that you need to have going really well. And I've had one mentor, and specifically, that was the Navy SEAL that had the Navy SEAL gym, um, that I've just been able to call at any time. And one of the biggest things for me is knowing that uh, I don't know it all. And so when I have a new idea or I'm trying to do something, I don't just go and do it. I usually go and I call that mentor that I trust that's thriving in those three areas. He's thriving in his health, thriving in his family, and thriving in his businesses. And I can go and I can call him and bounce things off of him. And always I leave encouraged, but he, uh, but sometimes he just tells me what I don't want to hear. And he tells me that, hey, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. And I leave depressed and sad, 
but it ultimately has made me Push grow you forward. the most yeah. by far. And so, of course, I have surface mentors that are people we pay for and stuff like that that we get information from, but some of those deep relationship mentors where you can ask them anything. So when you come up with a new idea, you don't go through fruition and you have an idea that you've created and you're only gonna get your kind of results. And if you're not a multi-billionaire right now, then you're gonna create subpar results unless someone who is further along has looked at what you're doing and has helped you propel along because they've probably gone through that same shit before and they wanna help you not make the same mistakes, just like I said with health. So ultimately, his name's Yoast. Um, he's a great, awesome. I mean, he's freaking, yeah. He's just amazing, dude. So that has pivotally like changed my whole life forever and you'll always be someone I'll call. What about you, man? Mm, man. I feel like Nichols has that really deep like mentor. I don't really have that. I mean, Yost is yeah, awesome Nick. too. I do have Nicholas, and he is, guys. I mean, I'm just gonna say this. So people think that, like Tony Robbins, like knowing he he's very different. You know what I mean? Like how he deals with people, how he coaches people, like his seminars. Like he's yeah. offensive. You know what I mean? Um, and Nicholas coaches and is naturally like him in that sense. Like. The stuff that Tony coaches people in, the way he does it, is so transformational for people. Like the pattern interrupts that people have. And Nicholas has that. So like he coaches me every single day. But um, yeah, it can um, it can break up, it can cause fights and relationships and different stuff like that because Nicholas is so like, well, what do you mean by that? He challenges you. But it has so, to be, you need that you to need make that. change. You do. And when I first met him, I didn't want that. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> like, I'm not used to this. But I, obviously, I loved it, and I still love it. So that, um, but, you know, Drew Canole is a big mentor of us in, in health, and the way he just does business is so inspiring because everything's so, like, faith and, like, just, like, crazy no doubt in everything that he does. Like, he dreams so big, and he has so much confidence in what he does in his business. And that has translated to us. It's like, why would we ever doubt our vision? Why why would we ever doubt like this failing and really just like believing the impossible? And so, yeah, he's a really big one, especially in health as well. He's just a genius. Love it, love it. Last question. What is your best advice for young entrepreneurs out there to have success in business life? Best advice you'd give? If you're gonna to die tomorrow, what would be your advice to leave with the audience? Well, ultimately, let's say real quick, like having your priorities set up is such a big deal. Uh, I know it sounds like such an old person answer, but it's figuring out what are your top three priorities and making sure that all the stuff below that that isn't a top priority doesn't ever go above those top three things and making sure that those things are gonna make the impact that you wanna see. Um, but the other thing is not thinking you know it all. Like going and finding those couple of mentors you can actually go deep with. And like, cause deep means ask them the questions that they're not just gonna tell you the surface saying, oh, I pump out a couple hundred thousand dollars a month and blah, 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 come follow me. That's the surface. You wanna hear like, what was the worst thing that ever happened to you? So that I know when I'm going through that, that like, as long as it's not worse than yours, like I'm gonna be encouraged. Cause a lot of times they went through something super hard. So finding someone who's way more successful than you, not thinking that you know it all or getting that place, that one, there's a really good quote that says, when you think you know it all, like that's when you need to like practice the most, right? Like, I love that. It's like this, like <clears throat> what they did it with coaches. I think it was a coach actually that said it. Like when you think you know it all, like that's the scariest point. It's when you know you need to like step down and go look at yourself. Cause then something happens, we've all gone through this where you think you're on top and all of a sudden you learn something new and you feel like miles behind. And you're like, oh, I need to catch up again, I need to catch up again. So enjoying the race, but ultimately um, realizing that business, how you make money and how you make an impact is gonna be like, that's one of people's top priority. Health, because if you don't have that, then how the hell are you gonna do all the other stuff? And relationships and realizing that that's why we're on the earth. Like that's what people exactly. want. And so it's like figuring out what's gonna make those things flourish and not like selfish desires and all this other crap. But I really don't have the best answer, I don't think. So hopefully that fits. But no, that was good. Like, I mean, don't get a big head, stay humble and always be on the top of your game. Like I always wanna feel like I'm the underdog because the underdog is the one that always wants to work harder to get to the top. Always, yeah. Don't ever get a big head because I mean, I've been there too where you, you think you're cool shit, but then like, well, that's dude, that's when you, yeah. you slow down. You that's know? what we did. That's why we. That's why we crashed and fell. Like, 
we crashed and burned. So I was 60 pounds overweight, right? I'm so grateful for it, right? Because my body told me that I was eating like crap and I was feeling myself wrong. And it showed me on the external what was happening on the inside. And so we crashed and burned in our business. I'm so grateful because I would have never learned what I know now. And so it's now for the people that we mentor, like I said, get a mentor. I can tell them about how we crashed and burned in all these different ways so that now they're starting out past all that stuff. Yeah. They've already, they've already, if they can learn, so a wise man learns from his own mistakes, an even wiser man learns from other people's mistakes. And so if you want to be a wise Love man, that. then great, go learn from your own mistakes. But if you want to be even wiser, then go learn from other people's mistakes, right? Because then all of a sudden you didn't have to, if we call it, our ceiling is now your floor. The things that where we're stuck now becomes your pathway to walk on. Dude, I love that. I love that. Amanda, do you yes. have any, can you beat that? <laughs> any Man, advice that or, for good. women I, anyway? I was, was going to say in, invest in your health because it really is our, our greatest wealth. Um, but stay outside your comfort zone always. Get outside your comfort zone. Really you know, good. that is where the biggest growth is. I live for that. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. I mean, just step out every single day. If you're not, you're risk. not growing. Yeah. And, and even if you, if you feel like something's in your heart and you think it's scary, you just need to go do it. Like, there's just, you'll never know and you'll always regret not doing it. I'm telling people that all the time and they don't always do it. I, I'm a junkie on doing things scary. Well, look at you. You're going all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> just jump on a plane here, jump on a plane there. Got to do it. It's inspiring. Like, it feels uncomfortable. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather be, like, back home in your bed watching Netflix, like, chilling out? Not really. What's Netflix? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I know. We didn't even watch our favorite TV show this week because we were so freaking busy with our launch. Oh. Like, it's our favorite. But that's what you got to do. Make but it's uncomfortable, right? So you, you live this example, though. You're with new people all the time meeting new people like a lot of expands your knowledge your network and just what, you grow what's, what's one of the most uncomfortable things for you though in business like for me i always have a problem when there's a big group of people and like i show up and they're all connecting and clicking and i have to like show up and be like the new person that shows up like i don't know what it is but i just, i'm like oh, i don't have nothing to say to them i don't want to talk to them but amanda pushes me outside of my comfort zone what's one of yours like well i first thing that came to my mind like uncomfortable where things i've done i I once slept in my truck for a week uh, when I was in LA because I was bootstrapping and I was Whoa. going to this big event to learn to get on TV. How'd you like get ready though? Uh, so head? funny thing, I actually uh, got a free pass to the LA Fitness and nice. every morning I woke up at 5 a.m., worked out, showered, <laughs> went the whole day, the slept in my truck. I did that trip, I drove from Iowa to LA. Wow. It was like a nine day trip, I spent less than a grand on the trip. And I even uh, learned and went on TV in the process. One of the stories I thought of, but like for me, like when I go into a group, like I'll network and you know, at the end of the day, like I'm the kind of guy, fuck it. Like what's it gonna hurt, you know? Yeah. I'm gonna go introduce myself. If they don't like me, that's fine. Maybe they're not yeah. part of my vision, but I'm very outgoing and obviously you guys know that, but yeah. like I go talk to a brick wall. I could, but that's me. <laughs> but whatever it is, anybody out there, like so things that- comfortable though? What? What was uncomfortable about that? <sighs> Nothing, I guess. What, what about the truck part or yeah, me speaking? Yeah, the truck part. Um, I guess really wasn't that uncomfortable. I was thinking in my mind when you asked that, like weird things I've done, but uncomfortable for me. Like what's hard for you to push through? What's like the thing that you have to do that's stretching in business? Accounting. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, honestly. I mean, I've, so this is something I've done. I've got it, I've become a junkie uh, doing things that really like always scare me, but I get to the point where I don't know what scares me anymore, yeah. which is kind of like, I used to push myself beyond my limits where I think, oh, okay, how am I gonna do it? I'm gonna go to the next step. I'm gonna invest in myself and I'd go month to month and do just doing all these crazy things. And I mean, when you hit rock bottom, we talked about that. Yeah, I've hit rock bottom where, I mean, I think everybody needs to hit rock bottom and then you get these superhuman powers, I always say. <laughs> like you, you feel like you can do anything, like there's only going up. Yeah. And when I, I've put myself in a situation so I could work even harder, um, but in terms of scare me, I don't know. I mean, I, as you know, like recently, I've worked with some big names and like working with them and the different groups, I just want to continue to get better. And I feel like I'm no different than them. You're no yeah. different than somebody else out there being a billionaire, like the billion dollar body. Why can't you become a billionaire? Yeah. I'm going to become a billionaire this lifetime. What the fuck am I to say that I can't? Why can somebody say I'm not going to achieve that? I laugh when yeah. they laugh at me when I say my goals. Like you said big goals. You have a vision, you have a dream. Yeah. 
I mean, all, all I have to do is get everyone in the United States to give me three bucks, and I'll be a billionaire. I mean, really? Just the United States. See, what I always say, I mean, by December 31st, 2029, I'm going to impact one billion lives. And you know what? That impact one billion lives is going to make me a billionaire. But my goal is the impact a billion lives. So that's why I love when you, you say the billion dollar body. Who wants to be a millionaire anymore? The billionaire, bo billionaire body, which I love. So to end off, where, where can people find you? Where can they find your 15-day course again? Everything? Yeah. So you can go to thebilliondollarbody.com forward slash challenge uh, or just our website, The Billion Dollar Body. Uh, we're on Facebook, Billion Dollar Body. We're on Snapchat, Nicholas and Amanda Barely. And then we have our Instagram, The Billion Dollar Body. Which and our podcast. Really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, podcast show, which yeah, I've been yeah. on. The Billion yeah. Dollar Body podcast. Um, you know, we just rebranded to The Billion Dollar Body, but it's a great show where successful business owners come on and talk about how health has impacted their business and their relationships and uh, ultimately their entire life. And you know, the show is number one in business, education, and um, and health out of all new podcasts. We even made it to 33 out wow. of all the podcasts in North or in the United States out of all the health podcasts. So it's a great show. Like if you're wondering, the stats uh, prove it and numbers matter in, the, in that kind of sense where it's like, you know, come and listen to it. It's worth it, it's worth your time. And if it's not, write me an email so I can know what the hell to do different. Now I have to, I'm gonna finish the 15 day challenge. I'm gonna come on their podcast Boom. show, The Billion Dollar Body. Yes. Boom! <laughs> well, that's it for today's show, everybody. Go out there, work out, have fun, invest in yourself and your body. But in the meantime, go out there, create something great, become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brendan C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. Wow, that was a fun show with Amanda and Nicholas. They are an awesome couple. They are gonna be great accountability for me for doing my own fitness and with the 15-day six-pack challenge. Go over to their website, thebilliondollarbody.com. You need to check it out. You're going to enjoy it, everything they have offered there. And their website's awesome. Some great pictures, visuals. Honestly, their website is the bomb, man. Thebomb.com, Billion Dollar Body. They got some cool stuff there photos with them. I really love these guys. They're good friends of mine. And we actually, after the show, like talk for like three or four hours masterminding and they're doing some good stuff. So you need to check out what they got going on, the billiondollarbody.com and get their 15 day six pack challenge and get the fitness plan as well, or the, the diet plan that is. I actually purchased it, it's 37 bucks, it's cheap. It's great value, you need to get it. Um, and if you haven't done so, go over to my website, brennantadams.com and check out our new website as well. All things we have there are different programs, our courses, and content. I'm always putting content out there. And connect with me on Snapchat, btadams18. You know I'm always snapping away. But that is it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. In the meantime, go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.